Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Six Feet Under. We have a, a special side bit of business. I, I guess you could call it episode zero two, episode double zero. <laughs> Year two, well, episode zero. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, we're doing a, a special character creation episode. We have a new mouse to introduce, and this is the episode where we uh, talk about that in, in a mechanical sense, in the character sheet sense. Yeah. There was a version of this episode that was going to be three mice, but things changed, so now it's just the one. Oh, I didn't even hear about a third mouse. <laughs> I thought it was just Sable. Uh, so, as you have no doubt determined, my name is Grant, and uh, the only person from the crew we have is Gnome. Hello, I'm here. Who will not be playing or even talking about Marx, well, except un unless he becomes immediately relevant. <laughs> who who are you uh, building today? Uh, today I'm going to be playing, well, building Captain Ivy Waxwort, uh, who is an 80-year-old mouse who is unretiring from retirement. Uh, she has known as Granny, Granny to her friends. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> the, the the affectionate nickname Granny because she's mother to half the fucking guard. It's the same, whatever it was, 21, 27 simple questions. Yeah. We've got our concept right there. Our guard rank, you said guard captain, right in there. Cool, cool. Playing as guard captain, which is uh, the highest ranked rank that there is. Yes. I'm also yes. 20 years older than the starting age. <laughs> uh, the limit is supposed to, it's supposed to be 41 to 60. Well, you were in that range when you got that uh, rank. Yeah, it's, fine. it's been 20 years since I was last in uh, last a captain. Um, I talked about it slightly in the winter episode, but Granny is unretiring because things are bad. Uh, mm -hmm. She also has a personal reason: is that her wife passed away this past year. Oh, buddy! And she wants out of Lockhaven. Oh, that's too many memories here. Well, I'm sure that will come up in character yes. pretty quick. Gra Granny seems the talkative type. It's not going to take a season and a half no, to no, get to those she's... juicy backstory details. <laughs> West Patrol. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm putting it right out front. This isn't a secret to anybody except, like, the tender paws who probably don't know me. That's true. Okay, but that moves us right along to the skills. Yes. Time to pick some skills. Where was Granny born? I'm glad I wrote this down, because looking at these, I would never have remembered. Uh, home is Lockhaven, which makes sense. I've spent a lot of my life here. I don't know if this is where she was born, but it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. She spent most of her life here. So you're going to take the Weaver and Armorer skills? Yeah, I think I took Weaver. We okay, and a choice between Generous and Guard's Honor for traits. I took Guard's Honor. All right, well, somebody still has it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Francisca. <laughs> Yeah, I intend to keep it. Alright, life experience. Pick an area in which you are naturally talented. I picked Apiarist, uh, because, as we talked about the winter session, she was heady Apiarist after retiring from Captainhood. So I'm going to be taking that option at literally every option I have the chance so I can have a 5 in that skill. Alright, you also get a second as a guard captain from this list. Yes, uh, my second choice was I have to back engineer this because um, I wrote it all down I did it all myself I think I took deception or deceiver yes all right which isn't which is not on this list technically I'm no it's manipulator on this list because they they for some reason they have persuader and manipulator instead of 
deceiver and persuader. Like, the half of this book says manipulator instead of deceiver, and I don't know why. Mm. I'm guessing that's its old name, because manipulator isn't a skill. It's not in the skills chapter? Uh, I can double check quick. I mean, it's it's in a second place on the same page, 303, that we're up to in recruitment. Yeah, I know. I'm looking in the index for it. <laughs> One of us will win this race. Manipulator is page 247. Uh, is Deceiver. Deceiver isn't even on here. Yeah, I think it's our character sheets that are wrong, actually. Okay. Oh, character sheets are probably made from... First uh, edition? First edition. That would make that's sense. That's what it is. That's what, it, that's what the difference is. So it's not, manip- it's figure- not the book that's wrong, it's the character sheet that's wrong. There it we took go. an in-game year to figure it out. To okay. be fair, no one was lying in our last group, which is part of why I want Granny to be a good liar. Ah. Also, for my gambling-wise, which we'll get to in a minute, um, I if I'm going to roll for gambling, i got to be a good deceiver. I'm going to guess then uh, on this next question, your parents' trade was apiarist. You come Correct. from a long line of, of bee people. Uh, a long line. My mother was the head apiarist before me. Okay. Uh, she has long since passed, but... When you say before you, immediately before, like, handed uh, off mother to daughter? Or was there like an, an in-between? I immediately before sounds good, yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe that's right. why I retired from captainhood is when my mom passed away so I could take over her job. I'm not sure that those are mutually exclusive, right? Like... There's there's no reason the head apiarist couldn't be couldn't also a, be the an yeah, unretired guard captain. I could have been both for a while before retiring from active duty. That seems mm-hmm. reasonable. Uh, I mean, and continuing to be an apiarist hardly seems retired to me. That's that's why I always think whenever you bring it up, I think of it as a very soft retirement. Yeah, like she thinks of herself as retired, even though she's actively employed and, I can't and has not make work a full time job. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine uh, head apiarist is mostly telling other people what to do. It does sound like a management position. It's got head in the title. Yeah. That makes sense. But is the people you're telling actually bees? Or are you just telling bees what to do? Maybe. Perhaps. Um, then the next one. How do you convince people that you're right or do what you need? And I chose... Uh, captains choose two of these. So I took Persuader and Manipulator, which is... Persuader and Deceiver. D- depending on if you're looking at the uh, pre-gen sheet, the, the fillable PDF. I kind of like the name Deceiver better than Manipulator, just because, well, at least for my character. <laughs> <laughs> at least for Granny. Granny likes to tell lies. Uh, oh god, I forgot all about Chris's character, Baron. Yeah, <laughs> these example sidebars. We could go back to talking about Chris. It's all right there in the sheet in front of us, but... With whom did you apprentice for the guard? What was that mouse's trade? Is this another apiarist? Yes, it was actually apprenticed under mother. Okay. Um, which is actually something I have in common with Lily. Great granny. Yeah. Wait, what? what is that? It's something I have in common with Lily. I trained underneath my mother. Oh, okay. But like your biological mother. Yes, where instead of adopted mother. L- Lily trained her under the Sable mouse that became, became her, her mother. mother. Yes. Uh, you, you did it the other way around. <laughs> yeah. I just thought it was interesting because like um, Gwendolyn mentioned that uh, to, to, to Sable that it's unusual for a mentor to have their tender paws their child. And I was like, well, actually, <laughs> I mean, Gwendolyn might not even know. I'm very old. <laughs> 
your senior artisan isn't the same thing as, as your mentor as, and as a tender pot. Not anyway. normally, no, but she was both of them. <laughs> but she was both? Okay. Uh, what did uh, Great Granny Waxfort stress in training? Hunter, which is why where I got that four from. Hunter. There we go. I know how to kill animals. Kill animals good. What's your specialty? I notice apiarist is not on this list. Yes, it isn't. Um, is this another hunter? I, yes, also hunter, which is how I got from the base of two up to four. Great. Um, also because I listened back to the first episode to make sure I didn't pick any, one anyone else had picked, and no one picked hunter. So there you go. Lily has a little, I know that, but no, it was not her specialty. Yes, I, I was surprised no one had picked Hunter because I thought Zeke would, but no, Zeke picked Pathfinder. And oh, yeah. Someone else picked Scout, and then there was Fighter, and I had picked Healer with Marks. So no one had ever picked Hunter. Now, time to determine your starting nature. Uh, start with a base nature of three, and then as we answer these questions, that will go either up or down. Yes. Does Granny save for winter, even if it means going without something now, or do you use what you have when you need it? She saves for winter. All right, increase that nature. Increase nature. When confronted, do you stand your ground and fight, or do you run and hide? I run and hide. My nature is five, is five now. Do you fear owls, weasels, and wolves? I do. My nature is six. Six nature. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, and none of the bonuses that you would get from saying no. Uh, and actually one of the penalties, too. My fighter skill is only two. Which I'm mm -hmm. fine with because she's old and frail. Fighting isn't her strong point anymore. That makes sense. I'm gonna... In her youth, some of these were probably no. But they aren't anymore. They're yes now. Also, your health is not particularly great. Uh, no, it isn't. It's... Starting as a guard captain, your health is only a three. Yep. The lowest it can be. But my will is six, my resource is five, and my circle's four, so I'm not wanting for things. <laughs> also, captain skills are really good. You start with a three in almost everything. Mm -hmm. Well, you should see Gwendolyn's character sheet. <laughs> meh, meh, meh. I'm sure it's crazy good, yes. Off the charts. Time to pick some wises. Guard captains get four wises, uh, although one of them must be either Lockhaven-wise or Matriarch-wise. I picked Lockhaven-wise. I've been here so long, I know it in and out. You know more about your, your place than your boss? I think so, yeah. Um, even though, I, you know, I could take the other one. I hadn't thought about it too much. Because you'd have known a lot of yeah. matriarchs. I would have known the previous matriarch. I think and maybe you even would have known at least that. the previous yeah. two, yeah. I Matriarch-wise, I think, is more interesting now that we talk about it. Because I don't think we'll spend a lot of time at Lockhaven, but I, I've... I've been in the guard longer than Gwendolyn. If you use that, I would encourage you to use it to um, spout lore, so to speak, about guard history. <laughs> sure. Oh, over the last uh, however many generations. Maybe she hits the books. I don't know. <laughs> you tell me. So so what are those other wises? The first is apiary-wise. I know how beehives work in and out. The next is poison-wise, which mm. I apparently share with Isolde. Yes. Didn't know it when picking that, but I don't now. So I know how to use poisons, uh, specifically bee poisons. I have I have a lot of gear, but we'll go over that when we get to gear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And for my last wise, I picked gambling-wise. Gany likes to bet. <laughs> That's very good. That's very good. Yeah. Granny's a gambler. 
I like that you you came up with that one off the book. That's that's not written down, but it's a perfectly valid wise. Yes. That's something I love about wise is it's any given noun wise. Yes. I actually, small thing, I actually had it as gambler wise before, but Grant was like, wait, that, so you know gamblers? And I was like, wait, no, <laughs> that's incorrect. You're right. I don't, knowing famous gamblers is incorrect. I know about games. I know how to gamble and how to cheat. Mm-hmm. All right. Guard resources set at five. Great. Guard circles set at four because of your rank. Yep. Now on to traits. Some more uh, uh, lists and questions. Which which of the the big old list of traits was Granny born with? Um, oh, I didn't realize it was the one you're supposed to be born with. Uh, well, I took one that was on this list because it's old fur. <laughs> she probably wasn't born with it. That's weird that it's on the born with list. Yeah. Like, it makes sense, because you can play a mouse who's 60 years old. <laughs> you were just an old soul. Yeah. You were, you were born old. People probably say that Granny Waxwort was born old. <laughs> I'm not... Yeah, that just... It feels weird that it's on the list of qualities you were born with. But that's what I picked, because I picked old fur for, for this one and the next one, so I'm a rank two old fur. Uh, and that is choose something you learned or inherited from your parents. <laughs> no, no, that's Tenderpaws only. Mine, oh, the, the second that's right. one for for me is Life on the Road. It would be hilarious if Oldfer was on that list, though. <laughs> it would. It's not on the Tenderpaw list, because that would be silly. You know, my parents were very old. My parents got to be very old, and <laughs> I learned from them to become old. <laughs> okay, but yes, that's Life on the Road yes. selection. All right. Name. We've been using it the whole yep, time. Her Great. name is Ivy Waxwort, um, but almost everyone calls her Granny. Fur color. And, you know, you, you've already come up with a whole physical description. Why yeah. don't you do embellish more than just the coloration? Her fur is silver color, uh, and she's kind of stooped over in her old age and leans heavily on a sewing needle walking stick, which, when she's out for, for duty, is going to have a... A uh, line and hook attached to it, attached to the round end, um, which is her weapon. Heck yes. The line and hook is a weird weapon that gives you a bonus to maneuverability and minus one dice to attack because it's not actually good for hurting things, <laughs> but it's good for like tangling or grappling and stuff like that. I'm I'm good assisting with others. There's there's a, a great depiction of hook and line combat in uh, the first Mouse Guard volume. Uh, yeah. Fa fall 1152. We actually met the guy who uses that in our campaign already. Yeah. Her cloak color is yellow and back black striped like a bee. <laughs> and it's also a very fuzzy cloak. Uh, it's got like a just just some fuzz on the outsides. So that way she she looks like her, her little family. She's Bumblicious. Yeah, she's she's very bumblebee-like. She also has a large, like I noticed this in the guard captain art that they have these large, like fancy scroll seals on the front of their cloak. So she has one of those also in yellow with black trim. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's also wearing a little witch's hat because that's cute, and she likes to think <laughs> of herself as an old witch. Uh, but don't you dare say it to her face. Uh. <laughs> So, parents, uh, time to name your parents. Tell We, we know that uh, her mother was a lot like her, at, at least in career path. Yeah. 
single mother? Is is there another parent in, I in didn't the story? Come up with another. So I'm gonna say yeah, single mother. Her name is Honeysuckle. Aww. And she has been gone a long time. Because if, if I'm ancient, how ancient would she have to be? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Senior artisan covered it. Mentor covered it. Just a package deal. Three in a row. <laughs> yep. So, friend and enemy. Uh, my friend is the 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 newly appointed head apiarist, Mundle, mm-hmm. uh, who is going to be taking over for my job and was basically my apprentice for the past few years. Actually, I think I'm going to change it to Mendel. Mendel is very good. So Mendel is the new head apiarist, uh, taking over for me now that I'm returning to active duty. Uh, my enemy is the ghost of Rosalind, who haunts me still. Aha, uh-huh. and who who would Rosalind be? Uh, Rosie was my wife, who passed away this past summer. Oh. Oh. Uh, do you want to talk about the nature of this haunting? I was thinking just PTSD. Sort of to go with Zeke's whole thing, where curses are only as real as you think they are. Mm-hmm. There isn't any real ghost cursing Granny or anything, but she misses her wife and is overcome with melancholy at times. To to the point that this ghost is your rules enemy. Yes. So, okay. Someone who can show up to cause complications for me. Well, I'll have to make a note of that. <laughs> Cloak Color talked about it, and we already... Uh, uh, peel back the curtain. You already know what Granny's first mission outline is going to be, but the listeners don't get to know that yet. Yep. Uh, belief. I want to talk about both of your beliefs, the, the one you planned for and the one you replaced it with before we start. Okay, there were like five beliefs that I went through before settling on the current one. Okay, I want to know about all... F- I only know about two. I want to know them all. I'm trying to think back. The first one I was going to go with was that Granny uh, Granny believed that she was no longer necessary. Uh, but I thought that was too sad when we already had so many sad mice in our campaign, so I <laughs> changed it. Um, I was going into it with the intention of proving her belief wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that... I don't know, too, too gloomy. Our, our campaign needs less gloomy. We've got enough gloom. No, we, we just need a sassy old lady who loves to roll them bones. Yeah. I had come up with a couple of different beliefs between then and now, but I'm struggling to remember them. There was definitely one um, that I changed it to that was something like, The past should be left in the past. But that felt too cynical, and I kind of want Granny's long past to be important during play. Mm -hmm. Another belief was, I will collect what is due. (laughs) I like this one a lot but I felt like it was leaning a little too heavily onto the gambler theme. And it's still too cynical. I didn't want Granny's belief to be so vengeful, you know? So I settled on a much more hopeful belief. The children are the future. All right. Uh, because I want Granny to basically push the new generation onward, because I feel like that's a more that's a more hopeful Goal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, her age probably thinking a lot about legacy and, yeah. and leaving things behind, especially with the year she just had. Yes. Um, also, it ties into a bit. Uh, we talked about Granny's choice with Marks during the winter campaign or winter session, mm-hmm. 
And I that that started to tilt me towards this belief because I was like, well, if I believed in this newborn troublemaker, maybe the children <laughs> are the future. Maybe I should do something maybe. with that. Yeah. All right. So, uh, uh, instinct. How does your character react? What has your guard mouse been trained to do? Write an instinct for your character. I really like my current instinct uh, because it's a natural evolution of an instinct that I thought would suit me better, but went with a bleaker belief before. Um, I used to have it as I always leave things up to fate, but I thought that was too passive, especially when combined with her other belief. And then I thought about the gambling idea, and now she never leaves things up to fate. Uh-huh. Granny cheats whenever possible. There's no reason to leave things up to chance when you can guarantee a result. One more thing she has in common with is old. <laughs> you you two are going to get along famously. I'm sure there's, there's yeah, I'm sure nothing. there's zero ideological differences between the no two of us. No chance you'll have any disagreements. <laughs> uh, and then I'm carrying probably too many things, but that's okay. It's great. Yeah, well, let's talk about gear. Yeah. And you let me be the judge of that. Well, she has a walking stick, which is also mm -hmm. her hook and line. Right. And also... I would not begrudge an old witch her walking stick. Yes. And also the bottom opens up to be a secret spear. Don't tell anyone. It has a blade in the bottom. <laughs> it's a, it's pointy. It is a blade. Well, it... it's dull from her leaning on it all the time. So there's actually a metal poking stick on the inside. Okay. All right. So spears give you plus one success to feints, and they also, if you close ranks, can give you plus one defense, but I can't imagine a situation where that will happen, because no one else is using spears or anything. Maybe if I'm fighting alongside Lily, possibly, that's about the only time I could see it happen. Um, and I looked up the weapon switch rules. I have to decide beforehand whether I'm using it as a hook and line or a secret spear at the beginning of each round. Mm -hmm, uh, so Granny mm -hmm. has to take a minute to unscrew the the spear, pull out to reveal the blade. Then also, I have a rigged dice cup, <laughs> which I have thought about the mechanics of, but I'll reveal those as we come to it. It's it's very fancy. It probably took a lot of resources to purchase and acquire this thing. Mm -hmm. And also, I have many bee byproducts available to me. Wax, mostly stored in the portable hive. Mm -hmm. And honey, also mostly in the portable hive. Did you get all this from a guy named Bert, by any chance? No. Okay. I got these myself. Okay. Uh, then bee poison, which was harvested from dead bees. And bee pheromones, also harvested from dead bees. And I... Th that That's it. But that's a lot of things. That's a lot of things. That's, that's an okay amount of yeah. things. And I can do some shenanigans with that pheromones and not a lot of shenanigans with poison, honestly. Uh, bee poison mostly just causes pain, mm -hmm. um, which is useful, but you, there's not shenanigans with just hurting people. I don't know. I've heard some fantastic things about re rejuvenation and, and youthful skin. <laughs> Muscle relaxers. Well, that's what, I think that's what the, the, the honey and such. I don't know if, there's, if bee poison has that kind of benefit. Oh my god. Did you hear about Gerard Butler? Uh, oh God, am I gonna have to look like up bee poison? Bee injections on the set of was that Geostorm? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Like he was having these. Oh it's, no, it's wild. Like it's it's an alternative medicine thing, but you're supposed to get like a certain number spaced out, like 
he got the entire course of bee venom injections in an afternoon and he like almost died <laughs> yeah i i just googled bee poison benefits and the things that this is meant to be help with um well rheumatoid arthritis i can kind of see it i could imagine uh the rest of these though this the fact that this list has like 20 things on it is already a warning sign 2018 we're living in the future <laughs> like nerve pain multiple sclerosis Reducing reaction to these things in allergic people, which is venom immunotherapy. That sounds yeah, that like is, it'll just kill do, people. Don't do that. Don't, do not do don't. that one. And I'm not a doctor, but I'm gonna say don't. Have, I'm I'm sorry that if you eat shellfish, your throat closes. Have you tried eating more shellfish? <laughs> yeah. Granny, what do you have to say for yourself? Look at what you're enabling. Uh... So that's that's it. That's the whole recruitment chapter. Goes pretty quick when it's only one mouse. So before we go, I actually did want to talk about Mox a little bit. I wrote down a thing. Okay. There are three main reasons that I'm switching characters from Marx to Granny. Uh, one mechanical, and one personal, and one dramatic. Okay. The dramatic reason's pretty simple, I think. Um, okay. His death was super dramatic for everyone involved. I think it made good storytelling. It's a huge turning point for both Lily and Sable's characters. Uh, it was a really good way to close out his character, and I think it ramped up the tension a lot for, for Mouse Guard Year 2. The mechanical reason is one I've been thinking about and occasionally talking about since the beginning of the campaign. Um, I wanted to make an Insectress originally, which is the whole reason Marx was from Spider-Town. Because mm -hmm. I wanted to do cool bug things. It's the reason Marx has a spider in his... Uh character art yeah that vanished very shortly into the campaign it might have been mentioned at the beginning of session one and then we forgot about it for two sessions and i was like you know what i'm just gonna say i don't have that yeah and i i retooled marks to not be not be a caretaker of insects because it was just splitting in too many ways so i tightened him up i cut that element in favor of le uh, laborer and generally being the best mouse mm-hmm so Granny, my chance is to go is my chance to go back to that. Um, ironically, she isn't even an insectress, but that's just because bees have a separate skill. Mm -hmm. I wanted to play a hyper specialized character with weird pets, so Granny, Granny's here. Uh, which brings me to the personal reason for switching characters. I created Marks to basically be uh, my ideal self, like the the perfect me. A gnome without mental illness, without physical handicaps, without insomnia or depression or any of that. Uh, it's kind of what I'd want to be if I were physically and mentally unhindered and less of a coward and more involved in the community. Maybe a little stupider, but you know. He's like this, just this, this perfect person, this unattainable ideal. Mm -hmm. uh, even his flaws are just character traits I like, I admire, just cranked up a few notches. Mm -hmm. um, so part of why he had to die was twofold. Uh, one, he was about to be changed. Rampal crippled him. The guard had abandoned him. Uh, rightfully so, he was lost. And even if he'd made it back to Lockhaven through the snow, I don't think he would have been the same mouse anymore. If you've listened to the table talk remarks alone, I decided that this would be where he died, and part of it was because of how much he went through. Mm-hmm. That does that does explain uh it does clarify a statement you made in a thing that got put in that table talk that once Marx was disabled you no longer wanted to play him. I I understand that now. 
Part of why I decided he'd go now is because I wanted him to die as he lived, as this perfect ideal person. Mm -hmm. He's never going to fall from grace or suffer for his actions. He went out as the hero he was when he was alive. That ideal me will be forever crystallized in the past year of Mouse Guard episodes. And the second reason he had to die is so I could move on from playing an idol and start playing someone more like me. <laughs> someone who is actually, like, mentally ill and a little physically handicapped, but doesn't like to talk about it or admit it. Mm -hmm. Someone who's kind of a burden on those around him, who needs their support to get anything done. But very importantly, she's a burden worth carrying. She is clever, she is kind, she is insightful and resourceful. She knows how to do what must be done. And she will do it, no questions asked. She might just need a little help along the way. So I'm switching characters to leave behind an idol and instead to embrace reality a little. And I hope you all look forward to seeing just what uh, Granny's capable of. Because yeah. being weak and broken doesn't mean I can't move the world around me. See, when most people say they want to play an idol, they mean like, Japanese pop star or... <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say I played Hatsune Miku in that one campaign, but no, Clove did. <laughs> I should play Miku in one of these campaigns. One of these times I'll play Miku. That's my solemn pledge to you, the audience. Miku's good, actually. <laughs> Playing Miku will definitely be a valid option in the next thing I run. That's... I don't know what it is, but I know that. Hell yeah. It's definitely going to be a science fiction something, and one of the uh, log lines for, for my thing will be that anything is possible. Oh, I remember what I was why I was thinking I, I played Miku because I almost did once, not for Six Feet Under, but I just want to talk about this while we're here on Mike. <laughs> this tiny bonus episode is going to have its own table talk. It's yeah. fine. I love or, it. Or I could just go at the end. It's fine. <laughs> uh, I was going to do a Legacy Life Among the Ruins campaign. And one of the one of the families you can do for that is um, is based around a false idol, and I was gonna have the false idol be Hatsune Miku. <laughs> so just a whole a whole society that worships the vocaloid goddess of Miku. That's very silly. It is very silly. It was gonna be a silly game, um, but it <laughs> fell apart. Oh. As tabletop games often do, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Having the schedule, I think, is actually very good for us finishing this stuff. <laughs> we we do the podcast in part so we can actually all play these games. That is that is entirely true. That's that's why bonus feats started. I wanted to play things in addition to. Yeah. I mean, I guess our. I mean, that's why even in the D and D days we did like a paranoia night and a and a few other things before feats was was feats. Yeah. Because sometimes you just want to play other stuff. Yeah, man, yeah. Anyway, the thing I was going to say was just like housekeeping, thanks for listening, and uh, <laughs> in either one week or like, I don't know, ten days, or d depending on the buffer we put this up after winter, you will get our first spring mission. Uh, where will they be going? Who will be on the team? Will, will it be the patrol with or without Granny? Tune in to find out. We'll find out, too, together, because we don't know scheduling yet. We're recording this right after the winter session, so we haven't done spring yet, but we will well before these episodes go out, let me tell you. That is true. That is the one thing we can be certain of. So with that, good night, folks. Good night, folks. <laughs> <laughs>